You know when you're out with your friends and they all order beer and then you look insane when you don't want any beer? I mean, no offense to any of my friends out there, but I'm not a crazy obsessed beer drinker. I mean, once in a while, but I don't really love it. But I did recently try Bud Light Seltzer. It's not beer. It's a hard seltzer from Bud Light. Finally, there's something I can drink when everyone else is having a beer. Bud Light Seltzer's 5% alcohol, 100 calories, and it comes in four flavors. There's strawberry, lemon lime, mango, and my go-to black cherry. They're all super refreshing and perfect when I want something with a little more kick than just sparkling water. You know what I'm saying? Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. This is an American thing. Uh, I can't say it's an L.A. thing because I've seen uh, what I'm about to talk about and in people from all over the country. Uh, but maybe you can tell me if it is an American thing, like a like a keep up with the Joneses kind of thing. But as I as I mentioned before um, on another show, we have been doing something different in this next season of Biggest Loser and interviewing these contestants ahead of time, right? And. You know, some of them are like, I want to be a better dad and I want to be a better husband and whatever. And I get, I think Dolvet actually asked this question and he was like, you know, how do you see this playing out? And he's like, I have three scenarios. One, I win the show and I propose to my fiance because uh, he and his fiance had tried out for the show together. I don't, she didn't make it. He's like, I win the show and I propose to my fiance and then I go back home and I, he was from Wisconsin. He's like, and I, I saved my town and, and I was like listening to this guy. He's like, two, I win the show, my fiance, right? But they all three involve him winning the show and uh, like being a hero in his hometown. And he's, he was 317 pounds at like six foot two. And I was like, you're not winning six foot one. And I go, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to win the show. And he looked at me like I was the world's biggest a-hole. And I was like, bro, people to win this show generally need to be at 50% weight loss. Unless it's a shorter season, then you're in the high 40%. You're not going to quote, you will not be the biggest loser at 317 pounds and six foot one. I'm like, Bob is six feet tall and he's 185 pounds. You need to be 160 pounds to compete with some of these other contestants that are going to get on the show. And he's like, I can get down to 160 pounds. And I was like, you're done. Hey, Bob is sitting there. Dolvet's sitting there. I was like, you're done. I'm done talking to you. And that was what he felt he needed to do for this experience to be worthwhile. He needed to win the show, even though 160 pounds would have been extremely unhealthy for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was like, why can't you just tell me I want to to be healthy. I want my life back. 
I want to get married and fit into my tuxedo. I, I want to be healthy enough to have kids. And I want, you know, instead it was like I'm winning the show and I'm saving my town. And a lot of the contestants were saying things like, I want to be a role model for women everywhere. And I was like, why don't you just start with losing, you know, the weight? Why, why do you need? And granted, I was like, if you've watched the show and you've seen me say, like, I need heroes or I'm looking for people that can help you know, other people, because Biggest Loser is a responsibility. You mm -hmm. are coming to that show and it is a public forum. So, yes, I want you to get healthy, but you are affecting others that need motivation. Right. right You're right. setting an example. However, the way to set that example is by the irony is it's by focusing on yourself. So when you focus on yourself and you be the best you you can be, that's when you're the most inspirational. And I find that a lot of people do that. They feel like if they don't win the show, it wasn't worth it. Or mm. if they don't become a hero in their hometown, like, why does it have to be so grandiose to have value? I don't know. But, but it's interesting you say because a lot of the questions we get is, I want to motivate others. Right. Okay. Well, it's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. What about yourself first? Yeah. Which is how you become a motivation. Yeah. It's by a, being the example. So I don't, I don't being know. Being the change. Being the change. Exactly. I don't know what that is, Jill. I mean, I don't know if that's a, a an cultural? American raw, raw. I think, I think it's, I don't know. Maybe we're just, maybe we don't see success unless someone is the hometown hero in, in the ticker tape parade. I don't know. But the the thing is, with that mentality, you never will be. If you set out to be like, I'm going to save the town or I'm going to win the show. Like if if you set out and it's it, ah, OK, it's the same thing as saying like you're attached to the goal, but not the journey. It's like right, you, right. you can love the goal, but if you don't love the work, you got problems. So to me, like it wasn't they're not saying. I'm here to be healthy. I'm here to I'm here to find my inner warrior. Mm -hmm. Like I'm I'm here to push my perceived limits of ability because that is what the show's about. And if you want to be an inspiration, that is how you do it. But I guess I'm just wanting to say to everybody out there that to be that better person in the world, you have to focus on you and make yourself a better person. Yes. And to have value it doesn't need to be some grandiose, over-the-top achievement, which is usually superficial anyway. Right, because it's fleeting. Yes. Yeah. It's fascinating the things we idealize in, in, our, in our world. And it is fleeting. And that's the, the, the best athlete is going to age, and somebody younger is going to come up. You have your moment in the sun, but it isn't what defines you. It's not what gives you worth. I guess I, I just wanted to say, if anybody out there feels like they've got to be perfect, they've got to be the best, it's got to be, you know, I don't know, the biggest or the best, or that's kind of a losing proposition. And I'm not asking you not to dream. And, th and that kid seemed so upset and he was like, well, thanks a lot. And I, I wanted to say, like, you are looking for happiness in the wrong place. Well, as soon as he said, I want to be the hometown hero, like, yeah, he would get to 160 pounds to win the show at six feet, six foot one.
I'm like, but you, the whole point of this is to get healthy. This is obviously about something else for you. If you would make yourself unhealthy on the opposite end of the spectrum to get the title of Biggest Loser, you don't belong here. You've missed yeah. the point. Yeah. And, you know, it's just interesting. So that's all. I would just say if you do hope to be a motivation to your children, to your friends, to your community, the best way to do it is be your healthiest, be your happiest, and focus on you. Test yourself. Push yourself. Make yourself better. That's the key, I think. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Can I, can, maybe this is a good time then to give you a, a little present. Oh, a present? Yeah. I like that was things. really quite lovely. Things are good. You want your present now or do you want to do it after the break? No, I'm a, I'm a disgusting consumer. I'll take it now. Really? Yeah. I find that this is a physical world and it's not it's not wrong to enjoy things. I feel like God put us in a physical reality for a reason. And that's how I justify buying crap I don't need. Although you bought it, which is even better. I no, I didn't buy it. This is Oh, oh no, it's going to oh. be a piece of shit. <laughs> It's some it's some eggs fresh off the farm. You just did this amazing segment about going inside. You don't have to be this hero to find value in life. And then I say I made you something, and it's like it's a piece of crap. It's gonna be a piece of crap. Well, okay. Let me see. I promised you this a long time ago. Like a popsicle stick paperweight or something. You ready? Uh huh. Ta da! Oh, this is good. It's Janice as a can-can girl. I told you. And oh, I look how big I made it. My God. Jake, See, are you dying? Can you dying? tell which one's me? I, let's this see it. Let's see it. This is pure heaven. Oh, this is I genius. made it big and I put it in the frame myself. And I look, would, I even put that green paper in the back. Look what a hooker she is. Look at her. <laughs> look what a... I'm going to post that. It's, no, that's for your mantle. It's to go oh, over the hearth. Oh, my God. That's you to go over the hearth. Can you tell that me? That is worth it. God, that's happiness. See? Oh, your hair was long too. No, it's a the, we had to put stuff in ringlets in. We had to hook them oh onto her head. Oh my god, that's heaven, isn't hook it? Hook the James? hair on. Is that Canada? Is that what that's? Uh... That's the Theatre Royal in Barkerville, British Columbia. Still goes on to this day every summer. The town comes alive for three months. Doot, that doot, is doot, awesome. Doot. That is wow. That that's is amazing. My God, look that at frame that. Frame cost me a dollar. How many people in this photo do you think are dead now? <laughs> <laughs> I think a couple. I think there's. A <laughs> yeah, I gotta turn the flash off. Oh, this is good. Oh boy. Can you tell which one's me though? Of course yeah. I can. Yeah, the dark hair right next yeah. to On the, the, left side. the uh, lady in the uh, <laughs> the lady of the evening. <laughs> wow, this is this is heaven. This really is. I told. Now, do you believe me? This is worth every That's, every just. Um, I can't even Painful think. moment That's we've had to spend with you, isn't it, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> My God. That's the 80s, I think. Yeah, 80s. the 80s. Wow. It looks like the 40s or 50s. <laughs> it does. Huh. Look at that. And look at that weird, strange, ghostly creature behind you. It's like there's oh, that's a, there's somebody the ticket like, taker. Yeah, that's she didn't want to get in the picture, but she's in the picture. See, at the end of the show, we do the show, and at the end of the show, we'd have to come out to the front of the theater and pose for pictures with the folks. And sometimes we'd let a nice uh, gentleman could come in, and we'd put our arms around him. 
like a whore. No, we weren't whores. Janice. But see how how I'm lifting up my skirt. Uh, Janice Angoro. Running in the sprinklers afterwards. That's That's right, with a fifth of Jack. (laughs) You sure you know which one's me? Putting it on Twitter. Yes, what do you mean? The one with the black hair. Yeah. All right, I'm putting this on Twitter. Uh, If you guys want to see this photo, just go onto my Twitter feed and it'll be there for you. And uh, I mean, what a slut. It's even holding its dress up in the air. Look at that. You have to. See, and I got the the fancy shoe and the garter. Am I wearing the garter? Oh, you're wearing a garter. What my skinny little arms. That's before I started working out. What a whore. All right. So I thought we would talk about weird gym tools. Okay. Yeah. Things you see at the gym that you don't really understand or know how to use. Although maybe you do, but maybe you don't. Okay. So gym. All right. Yeah. Weird gym tools. Weird gym tools. Yeah. The first one, you ever look in the corner of the gym and see like the stack of platforms from little to big? Huh? Usually they're like they're called plyo boxes. Usually they're like a little red metal with the mat. No, I've never seen those. You're I don't lying. think. Really? Look, look, they look like they I'll Google it for you. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. Of Aren't course. those just for sitting down for people that are in their tired? <laughs> Do some sets and you have a little sit down. No. No. They are for jumping and plyo work, plyometrics, jump drills. So you're not jumping on and off like workout benches and stuff. You're jumping onto the boxes and down, and they increase, and they can be as little as six inches high, and they go all the way up to, like, feet. I mean, like, not so three, four feet in the air. Do you do that? Can you do the jumping, the jumping like, straight up? Well, I mean, not that high. I, not the tallest box. Jeez. I don't know what my tallest is. That two and That's half, what's three called feet? plyo? Plyo really? boxes, yeah. But don't use them. Until you have somebody show you how to use them and start small and work your way up. And you need to remember that when you're doing plyometric work, plyo is not about the up part. Plyo is about the spring. It's about the landing. You should function like a spring. So, yes, you jump up, but you jump down, absorb the shock, bend your knees, and spring right back up. So a lot of people will jump on the box and step down or step jump on the box and jump down and then squat to jump again. Yes. The whole point okay. of plyometric work is that you're like a spring. You jump up, you jump down, bend the knees, jump right back up. So it's oh, a fluid God. momentum. I'd need that little pump, uh, little pump in the middle. Nope. No, you got to do it. This. That's how you do plyo work the right way. Okay. Honestly, what is the point of plyo work? Oh my God! It's superior conditioning. It's extremely advanced, but it is superior conditioning. Think about it. Not only are you utilizing body weight, but you're resisting. The pull of the earth, gravity, literally. But you mean just just for conditioning or is speed, it, is power, explosive strength? Yeah, to, but okay. it's metabolic because you're jumping, so it's very uh, 
very metabolic, heart rate stays up, utilizing a lot of different muscle groups. It's 10 times harder than a regular squat because you're lifting your body off of the earth, literally. Think about that. Think how much more strength it requires to remove your body from the planet. You're working against gravity. Instead of just pushing a weight up. Yeah, no, that's But how much weight are you pushing up? So jump training, you're much. jumping a hundred and something pounds off of the ground. Yeah. You can do weight training too, but plyo is but, way more advanced. Yeah. And the way you do it is very important. So you don't want to jump. It's not, everyone thinks it's about the up. It's, it's about the down. And hence those little stu- the little sit down stools, which is what I thought they were for, is, is you could take a bad tumble if you're up. Yeah. I've seen people get really hurt. Because they'll, they'll skin their knee and yeah. just, yeah, you got to be really, gotcha. work your way up slowly All right. and make sure that you know how to use them. Okay. Now, how about this one? Uh, I do this with contestants a lot. It's a metal triangle and it has these two poles that stand up on it. Okay. It's called a prowler, right? Maybe you've seen it at the gym. It slides across the gym floor. Football players use it. It looks almost like a, okay. a sled on a football yes. field. Yeah. There are a lot of different ways to use it. There are a couple. Okay, so it's a little triangle. In the front part of the triangle, there are two bars that are parallel to the floor. They're horizontal. So you can get low and you dig in, you put your hands on the bars, and you drive the prowler across the floor. Then there are two upright poles that are perpendicular to the floor, and you put weights on them. So you weight the prowler. So, again, the prowler itself weighs like 60 to 80 pounds, depending upon the prowler. Uh, start light, put a 25-pounder on each side and see how you go. But the whole idea is to literally drive that prowler across the gym floor. What surfaces would you have that on? It needs on? to be like on a gym, it's a gym surface. It's got to be, you would work on a rug too, yeah. but they got to have it on like, usually it's on mats. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And um, there are other drills you can do where it's like a explosive press okay. and you step forward and another explosive press. Or you just get low and drive it across the ground. It is like a full body hardcore workout. Back, back butt, legs, chest, shoulders, tries, abs, the whole thing. Nice. Very intense. Put Great thing to work into your routine. Backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now this one, I'm not a fan. Um, it's called a balance disc. So have you ever seen those little, uh, they're like the size of a dinner plate and they're little sort of blowed up, uh, blown up balloons. Yes. I have one. Yeah, they're called balance. have one? Well, let me see yours. Yeah, I have one of those. And I didn't know what it was. It was uh, it was in a package thing that I got. And I didn't know what it was. I've stood on it not knowing what to do with it. Well, it, it seems like it's self-explanatory as in like it's a balance disc. So would you do a one-leg squat on it? Exactly. What do you do on would it? Would you do a side plank on it? And that's pretty much what you would do. Like... One leg squat, a side plank. Okay. But in actuality, a lot of study and research has been done on these balance devices, and they're not really good for your metabolism or your power or your strength. Instability is good, but instability on a stable surface. So, for example, oh. a push-up with one arm up, one leg up, or a <clears throat> a single leg squat, sure, on the ground because when the 
platform you're on is unstable, you're not able to generate enough power. Because you're too busy. Right, but it doesn't actually build strength or power. So it's better to create instability with your body by working unilaterally, raising a limb, and working on a stable platform. That's what it is. I recommend... No, that's in, yeah. I, I don't like it. It it came with it. I bought. I can't remember what I bought, and it came with it. And I just Ooh. went, what the hell? Diddly do. Oh, so it sits down there I in my see. basement. Does <laughs> <laughs> in oh my workout my God. room. There. Okay. There's sandbags. Have you seen the sandbags? No. Yeah. So you can do all kinds of cool stuff with them. But basically, it's like a barbell. But it's tough to hold. It kind of... Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. It kind of sort of throws off your stability sandbags. So they're like these oblong uh, cylinders with sand in them, and they have handles on them. And you can do like like a kettlebell swing, like a push press, all kinds of cool stuff with them. A lot of lateral movement, very dynamic. Isn't it funny how fitness has kind of almost gone back to... Very functional. Bas- bas- yes, very basic Dragging, training. pulling, swinging, throwing. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've Machines this weird are full old news. Sur- yeah, they are. Yeah, I know. All right. So, san- so plyo boxes. Prowler. The, the prowler. But don't, I would avoid the balance discs, the sandbags. Balance discs use the, and I would just own. say, last but not least, battle ropes. So you see the- oh, I have seen that, and I've never done it because I'm a little nervous just to pick them up and do it on my own. No, well, you're not really going to hurt yourself, but it would be good to have somebody. Go, go on YouTube. This is my best advice. Go on YouTube and Google battle ropes, and it, it'll show you like a bunch of different ways to use them. Now, where do you buy these? Uh, they're I was at the gym. Some you, at you home. can't really. Like, you can't. Nah, they're, 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 they're huge. Just, yeah, they're, they're enormous. But they're best used as like a high-intensity interval. So like you want to do them as intensely as you can for 30 to 40 seconds, then rest for 20. Then do them again for 30 to 40 seconds and rest for 20. And it just gets the whole body working. But it is it one. elevates the hell out of your heart rate. It's one function, though. It's up and down. Like you it's, it, it's really more core-based. A lot of people think it's all shoulders, but it's really more about core. And it's connecting your power and your legs with your upper body. But there's a whole bunch of different moves with them. Oh, there are. Yeah, there's like strikes and different holds on the end of the rope and pivots and driving off the hips. It's a lot of hip, a lot of core work predominantly. But I would Google it, and I would absolutely incorporate them into your work, because I can't show you guys over the, the freaking radio. But go on YouTube and Google, search battle ropes yeah. and incorporate them into your workout. It's a fantastic total body workout. Jacks up the heart rate. Very metabolic. Great while you're doing it, and great after the workout's over for an elevated metabolic rate. All right, battle ropes. And it's really important to stand with your feet just outside of hip width, you need a really nice, solid stance, like a squatting stance. Okay. Yeah. Are there any more weird tools at the gym? <laughs> Is that it? The battle ropes? Sandbags? Nope. We're and done. There are, but I mean, I felt like I was done. I feel like it's gone on long enough. All right, then. We'll Ooh. end. Maybe a part two. A pork do? Part two. Oh, part two. Speak of the English? <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to ask. Ablas es English. <laughs> Don't even go there. Don't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> Becoming a personal trainer was the best decision I ever made, obviously. It's my entire life. And now I want to help anybody else who's interested in doing that 
follow suit. And National Academy of Sports Medicine is a fantastic organization to get you certified. You can earn great money in a career that you love. Certified personal trainers are in high demand right now. And the National Academy of Sports Medicine will help you make your dreams come true. These guys guarantee that you'll land a job within 90 days of getting your certification or they'll give you your money back, which is really cool. So you can get started with a free 14-day sneak peek of their fast, fun, and easy online program at usatrainer.com. That's U-S-A-T-R-A-I-N-E-R.com. usatrainer.com. Check it out. Okay, we are back, and Aaron would like to talk to you. Hey, Aaron, what's going on? Hi, Jillian. How you doing? Pretty good. What's what's uh what's the hap, sister? Well, I have been um I lost um about seventy five pounds in oh, oh. in the last over about ten years. Okay. Wow. Good in the you. last in the last maybe two two and a half years, I've I've gotten down to a low point, and I've gained like 20 pounds back. Okay. And I've done it more than once, and I'm getting to a point where I'm just I'm just really frustrated with the backsliding, and I get to a point where I think, well, what's the point if I can't <laughs> if I can't maintain it? Aww. Um, well, okay. Let's let's talk about the point first of all. Um, yeah. All right. So, what's the point? I mean. Here's you have one life that we know of, right? We know that we have one life, and and that's all we can really be sure of. In this life, don't you want to make the most of it? Don't you want to max it out and go for the goal, the brass ring, to make it as positive as you possibly can? to make it as good as you can facilitate it being. Because if you think about what's the point, in all honesty, what you're really saying to me is, why don't I just jump in front of a speeding bus? Oh, no. But honey, what's the point? Think about what you're saying. What's the point of your health? What's the point of your happiness? What's the point of your life? What's the point? The point Everything. is right. That's the point. So that's something that's worth fighting for, isn't it? Yes. No matter how many battles you need to fight for it, right? Yes. And you can't say to me, what's the point? You know the point. Unless, in fact, you are suicidal and no, we no, will have no. a different conversation. No, absolutely Okay, not, then, no. because, honey. I'm a very happy person. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I don't know. We all have happy moments and sad moments. But my, my point is to say what's the point is to negate every aspect of your life with regards to quantity and quality. So so that's the point, okay? okay. And, and that is worth fighting for no matter how long and how hard you have to fight for it. Because what the alternative is uh, is basically what I just threw in your face, like right. a life not worth living. So that's the point. Now, uh, okay, so you've lost 75 pounds over 10 years. You put 20 back on, and this is a pattern of lose, gain, lose, gain? Yes. All right, and this is a pattern for most people who struggle with weight because 
Same thing with somebody who quits smoking. Same thing with somebody who struggles with drinking. We this that's the reason the term fall off the wagon exists. Mm. And in life, there is no there are no cures for things of this nature. You, you, I am always somebody that will use food as a coping mechanism. And alcoholics don't consider themselves cured. They always say, I'm an alcoholic. They manage right. the problem. You know, they may be sober for 40 years and they'll still tell you they're an alcoholic. And what they're saying is, I'm a person that utilizes alcohol as, you know, for many things, a defense mechanism, a coping mechanism, and so on. And so that's always who you, you will be, and that's always who I will be. Somebody that uses food as a coping mechanism doesn't mean that you can't manage the situation. It doesn't mean that you can't learn how to cope with life in more positive and life-affirming ways. It doesn't mean that you can't build a support system to help you out when things get tough. It doesn't mean that you can't work on the issues that make you want to eat and resolve them in healthier ways. Of course it does. Right. But, you know, bad things happen. We go through divorces. We lose loved ones. And, you know, there are moments where we're going to backslide. So I, I tell you this not to make you feel defeated, but so you will, you will not engage in judging yourself or beating yourself up. Because it sounds like when you say what's the point, like you're uh, angry at yourself, frustrated with yourself. I do. I do get angry at myself. That's fair, yeah. Why? Because I sometimes I feel like I know better, too. This, and, is, this is not a game of knowing. <laughs> it's not that simple. Do you understand that? Yes. Know better. Of course, we all know better. You think the heroin addict doesn't know better when they put the needle in their arm? They know better. We all know better in our heart of hearts, but it doesn't kill the pain knowing better, does it? No. No. So again, why now are you mad at yourself? Because I let myself backslide, I think. Or... Again, I don't want to say that you didn't because I don't want you to feel like you can't manage it. But right. when we beat ourselves up, it's not moving you forward in a positive direction. All it's doing is exacerbating a pattern of self-loathing that will probably make you want to eat more and feel like, what's the point? Yes. So the very first thing that you can do and should do to start turning this around is when you are feeling upset or lonely or whatever it is that's triggering you to eat, instead of beating yourself up, why don't you try nurturing yourself? Why don't you try something like, I don't know. Uh, uh, I love to watch a certain television show, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch up on. I don't care if I'm sedentary. I'm gonna catch up on three episodes of Game of Thrones tonight. I'm gonna go mm -hmm. see my horse. I'm gonna go see my friend. I'm gonna call my mom. I'm gonna call my shrink. I'm gonna get a pe manicure, pedicure. I'm gonna give myself an at-home facial. I'm gonna, you know. I, I'm going to do things that make me feel good, that make me feel pampered. I'm going to take care of myself in the way that I wish somebody else would take care of me right now. Yes. If somebody, okay, so how do you feel when you when you go to eat? When I go to eat? Um, the backslides. What's happening during a backslide? Uh, 
it's usually a time of a lot of things going on, whether it's really great things mm-hmm. or stressful, sort of major life moves. Okay. Um, so like in the last couple of years, I've been traveling a lot for work. Um, a really awesome thing is I fell in love last year, which mm. is so great. Okay. And, um, you know, but there's, it's a long-distance relationship, and there's a lot of travel involved and um, some changes at, with my career okay. and cities. And, and so it's big life things. Um, that make you, you know, feel it, how? Um, hmm, turned upside down, stressed out. Okay. Um, a lot of stress, I think. All right. It's so probably the key one that... Well, that all right, so the obvious thing would be for you to start changing, I don't know, the long-distance thing. I would sort that out. I, yeah, you know, yeah, we're uh, working on that in the, the next thing, few months, hopefully. The things that are stressing <laughs> you out are the things that you, you want to deal with proactively, you know, looking mm-hmm. for a solution to those problems. But if I came to you right now and said, I am going through all this stuff personally and professionally, I'm just feeling really exposed and really vulnerable, and I, I, I just I'm feeling overwhelmed, and I, I'm crying a lot, and I don't I just don't know what to do with myself, and you know last night it's like I just I opened a bottle of wine and ordered a pizza, I just didn't know what to do, and I'm coming to mm-hmm. you for help. What are you gonna say to me right now? Oh my goodness, I would oh say all kinds of things. I'd I'd let you. Tell me about your problems, like you get it off your chest, mm. and I'd validate how you were feeling because mm. I totally know where you're coming from. Okay. And then I'd talk you through it a little bit, mm. or maybe I would say, let's just go see a movie and get your mind off things. Oh. <laughs> All kinds of You things, wouldn't yeah. say, you're stupid, you know better, <laughs> what's wrong with you, you loser. Oh, no. no. <laughs> right. Why? Why wouldn't you say that? Because I would care about you and want you to see all the wonderful things about you that I do. Oh, so you don't think that kind of talk would help me through my problem? No. No. <laughs> mm. And you don't think that I'm a worthless piece of crap for going through it? No. Or feeling upset by it? No. But you are? Mm. Just hard on myself, I guess. Honey. It's when it's you. I don't know why. But it's But it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be different. In fact, it should be all the more loving and nurturing. Right. Right? So right now I'm trying to show you several things. How destructive and abusive your behavior is. I'm trying to show you that this is not something you should uh, think is curable. It's not. It's something that should be managed so that you don't have unrealistic expectations. And then at the end of this conversation, the way to to sort of deal with these things that are stressing you out is is by putting your energy into fixing what you can Mm -hmm. and then coddling yourself through the times that are harder. But what, I didn't even let you really ask your actual question. Was there an actual question of Jillian... Help me what? Manage, I guess. Hmm. How do I set aside that frustration? 
by not being frustrated <laughs> in the same way <laughs> that you, you would have comforted me. That's how. You already okay. know the answer. And the, the key for you right now is to be as loving and comforting and kind to yourself as possible. And then you won't need the food in the same way. Because you're filling up that hurt, that sadness with a different kind of care. Do things that make you feel beautiful, special, loved. And it's okay if every now and again, girl, you have a bad day or a bad whatever. Just, again, it goes right back to what's the point? You're the point. Get back on the horse and keep fighting. I can do that. There is no alternative. These are your choices. Jump in front of a speeding bus or keep fighting. I'll have to keep fighting then. Right. That's And that's how I want you. Exactly. That's how I want you to think of it. Keep fighting. There's a line I loved in a television show. I'll leave you with this thought. It was, it was called Political Animals, and it was with Sigourney Weaver. And she's talking to a journalist, and she's playing some sort of Hillary Clinton type of character, but she's talking about the world and how effed up the world is. And she's like, look. Bad things do happen to good people all the time. Life is unfair. We fail. We fall down. It's awful. There's tragedy. There's pain. There's sadness. But you know what? Every once in a while, every now and then, the stars align and things come together and it works. It happens. You win. It comes through. And she's like, and that's what you fight for. You get up every day and you deal with all the bullshit and all the pain and all the sadness. You try to do better. You try to live better. And you try to treat yourself better. And when it does work out, it's all worth it. So, yes, there's going to be a lot of bad days, sweetie, and a lot of hardship. And we learn to manage them better and deal with them better and love ourselves better and cope in a healthier way. But when you're like, what's the point? Like, you fell in love last year. There's a moment. That's the point. <laughs> okay? Absolutely. Right? Yes. It's worth it, and you're worth it. And next time you start with that dialogue, you just imagine it's me coming to you having that kind of day. And talk to yourself the way that you would talk to me. Okay. All right? Try it. Thank you so much. All right, honey. Have a great day. All right. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Jillian. You know, I heard something once that said, uh, you should treat yourself the way you treat your kids. Treat yourself the way you treat your kids. Mm. Like, you don't miss their doctor's appointments. Right. You make sure they get enough sleep. Mm -hmm. You try to make sure they get, you know, like, although the childhood obesity thing is through the roof right now. But, you know, you try to you try to get them fed. You, you try to tell them how special they are. You, you try to, like... Even when you're having a bad day, you try to validate their feelings. Even when you don't understand, you try to validate their feelings. Like, you would never say to your kid, you stupid, oh my God, I would hope not, or you, know, you yeah. idiot, you stupid, you know, you, you neglect your kid's health. No, you don't neglect no. their emotional health or their physical health or berate them or belittle them. Treat yourself the way you try to treat your kids. That's the key. You know when you told Aaron to think of, your voice talking to her. Mm. Do you ever, you know, when you're having a, um, <laughs> troubles, <laughs> do you ever, do you ever think of my voice talking to you? Like with maybe some words of wisdom for you? Do you think of like, maybe that's what Janice would say to me? Do you ever, do you ever, do you 
you ever do that? Maybe think of me. I feel like I really want to be mean to you right now, but I can't. I really do want to just be so mean to you right now, but I can't. Because I do. And when I did The View, it was really cute. Heidi sent me a little text. Oh, and she I goes, imagine that they're all Janice and be yourself. And I did. I was, I just was like looking at oh, Barbara. And I was like, Janice Walters? Janice Goldberg? Janice Hasselbeck? And like, you know, and I was like, okay. And I do. I absolutely do. That's funny. That's very, that's very sweet. And then I throw it all out because it's worthless information. <laughs> Complete crap. Oh, let's stop. Let's stop this show right now because I'm feeling <sighs> validated. Validated oh. somehow. Oh, God, I'm all choked up. Oh, let's go home. Let's go home and we'll come back next week right. with something new and then invigorating. <laughs> it wouldn't be a show without a genus wings. like listening to comedy try watching it on the internet the folks behind the sideshow network have launched a new youtube channel called wait for it it's got interviews with comedians like reggie watts todd glass liza schleichinger slicing driving friends with her for 10 years one of the funniest people out there and i still have a hard time with the last name liza our very own owen benjamin that's me takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more you don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. <laughs> <laughs>